Hey, and welcome to Student Voices, where we discuss all things education with students at the centre. I am your host, Ren Gillard, and you are listening to Student Voices. Putting students at the centre of the education conversation. Hello and welcome to Pivot's second episode of Student Voices. We're still in the early days of this podcast, which is really exciting. And today we will be focusing on remote learning from the student's perspective. And while many people have returned to on-site learning, there are still many things that can be learnt and, and taken away from this previous experience of online education, which for some, myself included, is, is still continuing. Over the past couple of months, I've been speaking directly to students from early primary to to late secondary about how they found and are finding remote learning. And these are the voices that we are going to be listening to today. And it's really important that, that we do this because through listening to what students liked or disliked or are liking or disliking about the remote classroom, we will be able to better understand ways that we can improve the classroom we were learning in before and also the remote classroom for for the future as well. Um, Because the remote classroom has introduced so many new and flexible ways of doing tasks that we once thought could only be taught one way. And so it's important that the student's perspective of these new experiences are at the centre of these next steps forward because they know what these new learning strategies and, uh, and, and new experiences are like. So the first question I asked students was, what was your first reaction when you heard that you would be returning to remote learning? And having had the wonderful opportunity to speak to close to 40 students through long conversations, these are what some of these young people had to say from youngest to oldest. Well, I'm... I'm scared of the coronavirus, but I, I'm sort of ha- happy and I'm sort of not happy going back. I miss um, seeing, seeing my teachers and friends. I miss seeing them. Some kids were pretty happy because they get to eat chips while they're doing inquiry or have two-hour lunches. But I felt pretty bummed because it's not something you want to hear. It's not something you want to know. It's not something you want to go through. But it is what it is to save lives and stuff. Well, I felt a little bit sad because it was really, really fun to spend two weeks. I only got two weeks to go back to school, see my friends, talk, have fun. But I actually felt a little bit angry when I realised we were going back. Because a lot of people in, in Melbourne, Victoria, are trying to actually stay at home. But there are just some people that aren't. And I really miss my class and seeing my teacher and being able to be social with people inside and outside of school. I'm a little bit looking forward to it, a little bit not, because for me, um, doing online work is easier for me, but also I don't get to see, like, my friends and my peers at school. I'm kind of glad about the return of remote learning. It's better, but worse in some ways, because you don't need to pack your bags, you don't need to wear the uniform. It's a lot more convenient. Even though we've done this once before, this is getting... This is cutting it very close to exam time. So this is, like start of term four and this is when everyone starts vigorously like amping up what whatever they're doing so they start doing practice tests and all that and this is what we were start with this is what i was starting to do in classes and now that this is shut off it's a little bit scary 
So we just heard from multiple students ranging from six years of age to 18 and there's a lot to digest, even simply with the impulse reactions that, that students had. Um, some people were really upset by the idea and others saw the pros and cons and, and others acknowledged that they were actually really looking forward to it. And um, there's a lot to grasp simply from this immediate variance in opinion. Um, so I guess it sort of indicates that, again, different students learn different ways. Um, but these preferences, I guess, are also affected by the context that um, each student is, is learning within. So Pivot's recent white paper acknowledges the impact of inequity on teachers, um, which subsequently affects students to a certain degree. And um, a student's home life also affects their preferences, self-directedness. Um, there's there's so many factors. Um, and, I, and I like to sort of illustrate this through the means of um, a boat analogy, which you might have heard somewhere else. Um, but I, I really love using this because I think it illustrates it, it perfectly. So it sort of goes against this idea that we're all in the same boat, which I'm sure we've all heard dozens of times. Um, and it sort of says, yes, we're all on boats. We've all been thrust into boats. Um, but while we are navigating these uncharted waters together, we are all traveling through very different storms on very different boats. Um, I guess someone, someone super yachts and, and others merely holding on to driftwood. And I just think this is really important to remember because I think a lot of people throughout this pandemic have really gotten into a habit of um, sort of grouping everyone together and sort of easing the pain of the situation um, by simply claiming that we're all experiencing the same thing, which is wonderful. And I think to a certain degree, it's, it's lovely um, sort of knowing that you're not the only one experiencing what we're all going through. Um, but at the same time, it's also quite dangerous to constantly reiterate this idea that we're all feeling exactly the same things, because the reality is that we're not. Um, and I think especially when we're looking at education and um, sort of the expectations of students, it's really important to keep that in the back of our minds, um, or actually at the forefront of our minds. Um, and so now what we're going to do is, is look at the second um, of three questions. Um, so hearing from another group of students, from youngest to oldest. Um, so the question is, what worked the first time you learnt from home? So we'll be focusing on some of the positives. And this is what students had to say. I enjoy seeing my teacher on um, the Webexes. Well, what did work for me was we got a very long two-hour lunch break and average recess time, which is good. One thing that was, I think was done really well last time, for one of our classes, I understand you can't really do this for VCE subjects as they're a completely different setup, but just for younger classes. Um, one of our teachers, they assigned a podcast project to us, so that's all we did. We, we did the research, we worked in groups, and it, it was just one project that was assigned to us for the duration of the online learning time, and we could give our full effort into it. We were able to communicate with group members, obviously, you know, improving, like, social ties and like learning as well because it was something about social issues i think that was interesting and like pretty well done on a personal note i felt like um i was able to manage my work workload much more easily as well i guess because um normally in school um there's that factor of traveling to and from school whereas you're home you're just more focused on the work 
for a lot of the time, for a lot of the classes, the teacher did like a call at the start, maybe 20 minutes, and then we had work to do. And then after that, I could kind of go on my own pace and do my own thing and not really have to worry about like where everyone else was at, what kind of work they were doing, how behind I was, or if I was ahead. I could just like do my own thing and then, you know, go at my pace so I can like complete the work that I do and then do more or do less and just like have more time for myself. Um, so like I think in a wider sense one of the pros could be that new use of technology and the use of technology to deliver lessons and learning resources in a new way that no one had really thought of before. So again, we just heard from multiple students from six years of age to 18. And while there is, you know, some obvious variants, there are also some notable common threads, um, which is really significant given, you know, the vast age range that we just listened to. Uh, And these common threads mostly centered around two things, communication and flexibility. So communication, you know, students widely acknowledged that open and easy communication with their teachers specifically was a highlight of learning from home. Um, And uh, many students also acknowledged that um, social interaction with their friends was also a really big highlight. And if they could find ways to do that and incorporate that in their daily routine, that was something that they really enjoyed. Um, And many students suggested that this was because it helped them feel supported um, during what has and and continues to be a very abnormal and scary time for for a lot of us. And the second uh, common thread was flexibility. And this was a huge favorite um, that many students actually highlighted as something they would like to see continued even once on-site instruction begins again. Um, And so many students, especially secondary school students, loved having the ability to control their schedules and decide how they wanted to learn. For for example, having either a video or a transcript or a PowerPoint um, to choose from. And, you know, this is seemingly sort of a small decision to make, but this helped many students feel a sense of agency uh, during a time where a lot of us feel quite powerless. <laughs> um, and additional positives were um, the, the implications this period could have on, on future technological uh, innovation and also just the mere convenience of being able to wake up in your jammies and, and go to class, which I think is a positive for anyone. I would love that every day of the week. <laughs> um, but now we're going to head into the second last question. So the things that didn't work the last time we learned from home. Um, so I asked students exactly that. I asked them to tell me what didn't work the last time you learned from home? And this is what students had to say. A little, we played a lot on my iPads that I got distracted by and we also went on the TV. I, I most get distracted by the TV. Things that didn't work, sometimes we would be kicked out of the meet or we couldn't get into the early morning Google Meets. Um, it was hard to communicate with people and sometimes get help. Um, so what didn't work was at the start we had a little bit of trouble with the uh, Zooms and Google Meets, um, but we sorted that out. And I also couldn't focus very much um, because I'd never learned at home before. Personally, I also did experience a lot of procrastination. It's um, It's so tempting to... Just sit at your desk and watch YouTube videos or watch Netflix. Yeah, it's that was obviously one of the difficulties. I think 
what I've gauged from other students talking to them, discussing what went well, what didn't. It was kind of this self-directed learning that they had to take on board. One thing that definitely didn't work was that I understand it was a new thing for everyone, so I don't blame anyone for it. But there were some teachers and students where like communication was a bit hard, I guess, because some of the teachers were giving more work than you would get at school just to keep the students engaged. And I do see where they were coming from, but that caused a lot of students. And I saw my friends, classmates, they were just getting incredibly stressed because of already being at home. And for some people, being at home isn't the best environment, maybe because of their family dynamics or whatever. It just doesn't suit them. They work best at school or with their friends. And so they were already stressed because of having to stay at home for so long. And then having all of this extra work. So that was one def- like thing that definitely didn't work. And I think there should have been better communication. That was one thing that I think was like the main thing. So again, we just heard from multiple students from six years of age to 18. And again, many of their ideas were really similar, irrespective of age. Um, And from the students that we just heard then and the others that I've spoken to, there have been four main concerns raised. So the first being distractions, the second being a lack of motivation, the third being a lack of communication, and the fourth, an overwhelming workload. Um, And so firstly, we're going to just quickly unpack some of the things that were discussed when people indicated that distractions um, were, were a concern. So there are undeniably you know, more distractions at home than there are at school. And for a lot of us, home is where we go to unwind. And so I guess being asked to work and, and study in this same space has proven really difficult for some. Um, and this has also proven really difficult for, for students and young people um, with a really disruptive home life or, um, you know, really young siblings running all over the place or um, an unstable Wi-Fi connection. And so I guess going back to one of the first points I raised, everyone is going through this time differently and distractions take many forms. Um, And so it's really important to to remember that um, when we talk of distractions, there are are many different things that could be throwing students off slightly and things that might be causing students to to feel less motivated um, than they would usually in the regular classroom. And so the second point is lack of motivation. Um, So when the joys of school, for example, for for senior students, formals and and whole school sporting events, um, when all of these are taken away in conjunction with the fact that we can't see our friends outside of school either, the small wins are gone and the the push that some students need um, simultaneously disappears. Um, And additionally, students expressed that feeling um, of monotony is something that is very present with with online learning Um, and is is something that students expressed as being quite demotivating. Um, And thirdly, um, students expressed that a lack of communication was a concern. So when students couldn't quickly talk to their teachers, they felt quite unsupported. Um, They also expressed that they felt quite stuck when this sort of happened because for some tasks... It's really difficult to to move forward without certain instructions. And when, you know, I guess a two-second question takes two hours to answer, it it makes learning from home just that bit more difficult. Um, And lastly, um, a point that came up frequently for a number of students was the workload. 
Um, so some students noted that their teachers were actually handing them extra work to make up for a perceived drop in academic performance and, and output. But what this did for a lot of young people was actually create an even more intense feeling of, of overwhelmingness, um, causing even less work to get done. So it sort of turned into this unhealthy cycle. Um, and so these were some of the things that didn't work. And, you know, while it is quite a negative conversation to have, um, it's really important that, that these are conversations that, that we are having um, so that we sort of develop this clear understanding of, of where um, we can improve and, and what can be done to better online education and just the classroom overall. Um, and so to, to finish this distance learning conversation, I asked students to, to look at this idea of improving the, the remote and um, sort of regular, if, if you would say, classroom. Um, and this is the question that I threw to them last. So I asked students what suggestions they had to improve online education. And this is what they had to say. I would like to do more art and craft and fun activities. How to make an aeroplane out of paper, for example. So I wish we had played some more games and did some more brain breaks because I think that would have helped everybody um, focus more. Here are two points that I think could make it better for people who like to socialise and people who like to get a lot of help. So keeping the Google Meet on all the time. I know it's quite a big ask for some teachers, but kids, if kids do struggle and the Google Meet isn't on or, like, the teacher, like, turns it off to go get, like, a lunch break or something, I think it would be good if you could leave it on most of the time so the kids could have an option to go in there and see if there's anyone else in there, see if the teacher's in there. And the other one is being being able to talk to your class for 15 minutes before you actually start learning. Being social with your class, it's a good thing to keep up because considering we can't see each other in real life, I think that that would make online learning a lot more fun because you can hear about everyone's nights, people's holidays, or not really holidays, but learning and stuff that they did that they did on the weekends and stuff like that, just to make it a little bit more enjoyable and a nice and a nicer start to the day. Um, something that didn't really happen then that was, that would probably be beneficial was they didn't really have many well-being checks besides are you okay at the start of a lesson every now and then. I think in terms of teacher support, I guess it's just, um, regular feedback and if you send them an email or like pop them a message, um, they'll reply within a few hours. Whereas some may take like a few days and then some maybe just won't reply, unfortunately. But I think from the teacher's point of view, I guess what students want is probably just, I guess being, well, for our school, just being there whenever like we have any questions or doubt. Sending occasional messages of reassurance and just telling us that it's essentially that it's all going to be okay and that we'll get through it together and nothing will go wrong. So I think just that on a weekly basis or just a, an occasional message of reassurance goes a long way because generally students, they're not going to go out of their way to contact teachers if they feel as if they're falling behind. Generally, there's this, I guess you could call it a stigma around not wanting to be that kid who's falling behind in class. When I left school yesterday, my English teacher was like, you know, I actually like now understand 
how hard this is for everybody and I totally understand if you can't come into class you know or you can't do the online work for a day you just need to let me know so I can you know keep a note of that and help you you know when you finally get back on track and I think that was really good because it's just like I just need the support you know so it's mm-hmm. really good that teachers you know or teachers do need to just understand that everyone's taking this one day at a time everyone's doing the best possible job that they can so just like yeah, supporting each other is the main thing that's going to make this, you know, go as quick as possible and hopefully we can get back to normal. So those were some of the ideas that students expressed when asked what would improve the remote classroom, where more activities away from the screen and more well-being check-ins were two of the biggest points raised, along with more opportunities to socialise online and a less demanding workload. And to, to finish this conversation, I want to leave you with two messages from two separate students. One of these messages is, is for students and the other is for teachers. Well, I want students back at, back in lockdown to know that we're going to get through this and I know it because, you know, it's not like it's going to last forever and some countries have said they've found a vaccine, so that's a bit of hope. And I'm just going to say that we're all in this together and we're all going to get through it and just stay strong like a lion. So that was an absolutely beautiful message from a Year 5 student here in Victoria. And this next message is from a Year 12 Victorian student for teachers. I really want to give them a big hats off because I have a mother at home who's also, you know, she's a a teacher, she's a science teacher, and she's teaching Year 7 to 12. Um, And I see her work until 1am most days, and I know that's not, like... Uh, an odd or something out of the ordinary I know that's what most teachers actually go through and I know that most teachers are struggling just as much as we are to the teachers who are trying their best I respect you and I salute you and please just keep doing what you're doing and if you ever need a hug after this whole thing is over I will be I'll I'll do it I could not think of a better way to end this episode. Um, She articulated it perfectly, but we really do owe you the world. You are incredible and we are so grateful. Um, So thank you so much for tuning in to what is our second episode. Um, And please stay tuned for more from Pivot um, and for more episodes in the future. Have a lovely rest of the day or evening. Thank you. If you would like to contribute towards our next episode, please let me know through visiting our landing page. You can also share your questions, comments, and feedback on our website, www.pivotpl.com/studentvoicespodcast. See you next time.